Hey, my friends, before we get started this morning, I wanted to let you know that I have created a link, timdouglasinspires.com forward slash schedule now, where you can schedule a discovery call with me if you have any questions about you know your life facing the storm or anything like that. You need someone just to hear where you're at and give you some uh, maybe some direction. I'd be happy to do that. Go to timdouglasinspires.com forward slash schedule now to schedule a discovery call so we can just chat and love to help you, love to serve you and add value to you. So also this episode is sponsored by Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Warrior Recovery was founded by Will Branham, who is a 26-year Navy SEAL veteran, and he discovered CBD uh, while he was with the teams, but waited until after he retired from the teams, then um, saw great benefits from it. So he said, I got to get this in the hands of other people like me who struggled and suffered through um, just life, right? And, And the storms of life. You can actually hear his podcast. I did a podcast with him just a few episodes ago. Definitely go check that out. But this episode is sponsored by Naked Warrior Recovery. Check them out. They're awesome. Will's been gracious enough to give us a code. It is BUFFALO20. That'll give you 20% off your entire purchase. So go check Naked Warrior out today. That is at nw-recovery.com. Hey, welcome to the Inspired Way podcast. I am your host, Tim Douglas. And if you're wondering what the heck is the Inspired Way, well, let me just tell you real quick. There's a few things that we can learn by watching cow and buffalo and how they face their storms. The cow will see the storm coming. They will turn the opposite direction away from going the same direction as the storm, trying to get away from the storm as fast as they can, run into the beautiful blue sunshine out in front of them, dark clouds behind them. However, the storm always catches them, which increases the amount of time, stress, frustration that they have to deal with that storm because now they're running in the storm and with the storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, sees the exact same storm coming. They turn towards that big old dark cloud and they face the storm. They run into the storm. And by doing so, the storm passes over the top of them going the opposite direction, decreasing the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with that exact same storm. And I know that is so true in my life. I've seen it play out time and time and time again or when I try to avoid some things it always costs either myself or others frustration stress and pain so I wonder are you facing your storms today or are you running from them this podcast is all about facing those storms thank you for being the buffalo we need more buffaloes more people facing the storms in their lives today thank you so much for tuning in Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We, 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 we are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome back to another great episode of the Inspired Way podcast. I am your host, Tim Douglas. And today I am excited to have uh, an inventor on the show. We have not had an inventor on the show yet. Uh, we've had several entrepreneurs and but um, an inventor, I, I, I like the idea of this because they're crafting something out of nothing. And this guy has been an inventor ever since he was young, um, but he didn't always have success. And so that's why I loved having him on the show. 
He um, actually came from very humble beginnings, had a really uh, rough childhood growing up, but his passion for creating things and inventing things never ceased. And so he actually got into business, created a product, hit a uh, really hit a spot where the product wasn't doing as well as he had hoped. He kind of saw vision for it, but others around him were speaking into his life and speaking death really over the situation. And it's interesting how many times in our lives do we back away from something and mainly because of the others around us and what we hear them saying. And so we, we back off of it. And that was Joe's situation. And he lost a, a major opportunity, um, an invention that he will explain here on the show. So I'm excited about that. And then also how he pivoted, how he turned from that, um, that, that pitfall and that failure, so to speak. And how did he recoup? How did he get to where he is today as the inventor of the fishing caddy, which uh, can be found in stores all over the country? Um, He's a successful entrepreneur, successful inventor, all because he did not quit, all because he continued to face the storms of defeat. And so with me today, I'm super excited to have Joe Pippins on the show. Welcome, Joe. Yes, thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's really good to have you. And so, like I said, you're you're no stranger to uh, as an inventor or entrepreneur. I can imagine you have uh, ran up against a few storms or a few situations or circumstances that you thought uh, this is impossible. Yes, I have. And uh, kind of start a little bit about my story for me. Uh, grew up in uh, Kansas City, Kansas, in the um, inner city. And uh, over the course of uh, my childhood, I was lifelong inventor, always inventing ways and uh, to make my, my childhood funner. You know, we were grew up really poor and uh, there was times we actually had uh, payday for lunch, uh, Almond Joy for dinner and I didn't have lunch at school and um, mm. no lights. You know, it was a really rough upbringing we had at times and I lost a lot of uh, really instrumental people in my life. Started with my uncle when I was uh, a kid. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, I lost his life and then at, over the course of my uh, childhood, it continued that pattern happened. You know, I lost, I had six brothers. They're all victims of um, uh, gun violence and other mm. tragedies. Um, so it, it's been a, when you talk about storms, those are storms that, you know, can cripple someone and really take away their motivation to live. So, you know, my grandmother being raised with my grandmother, um, she always really made it uh, very clear to us that we were in our environment, but we didn't have to become a product of our environment. So, good. So yeah, so she, you know, education was important and also getting involved in sports and staying busy was one of the ways we kind of kept ourselves, uh, I guess you'd say motivated or, or uh, engulfed in the, you know, team atmosphere, so to speak. So um, began being an inventor. I had my first product. I invented in 2008. It's kind of a very interesting story. I had one of our friends pass away in a, in a car accident, and I was trying to find a way to encourage seatbelt use. Uh, so if you, um, you know, Google my name, Joseph Pippins, you'll see uh, a patent I had around, a uh, patent application, rather, I had around 2008 um, that was basically geared towards encouraging seatbelt use through uh, retraction of benefits within a car, you know, the radio and, you know, other things like that. So your, your radio did not work unless you had your seatbelt on. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that was a, a, a product I was working on for quite a while. Um, hundreds of meetings, tons of uh, potential investors and um, got around to uh, trying to get this patent application completed. 
and I ran out of funding. So, um, and then around this time, I had all these people that were telling me, oh yeah, you know, we're going to help you bring this to market. I'm going to partner with you. And no one really, you know, invested. So I started to believe that maybe this wasn't a great product. So I actually ended up, that patent ended up getting abandoned. Mm. Not even two years later, a major car manufacturer scooped up that patent and rebranded it. And I found this out when I bought my truck. And uh, this around the time I started the fishing caddy and I was, had just put my prototype in the, in the trash uh, because of all the feedback I was getting online in terms of some people that were not really consumers, but critics. And I saw this uh, when I went to use this key and man, it was, I was devastated, but I was also inspired at the same time. I was like, wait a minute, this is one I had in my hands and I gave up on it because I, I allowed other people to, um, uh, I guess you'd say influence my ability to follow through. Yeah. And also the funding piece was missing too. So you know, that was a big part of it, but I have since learned some ways to get around that. But so speaking of storms, that was one there. Uh, where I had visual evidence of my my product uh, more or less being uh, capitalized by a you know major corporation, and I had dropped the ball. Uh, so that was a real motivation for me to continue with the fishing caddy. So I scooped my my uh, prototype out of the trash and, and proceeded forward, uh, despite all the critics and uh, the things that were going on at the time. And it wasn't all negative feedback. Uh, but, you know, when you're first started doing this, you really start to, like, uh, believe all the negative because those are self-doubts you have within yourself. Right. You know, because you yeah. don't really know what you're doing. You know, you're, you're starting now. You got a lot of uh, inexperience. So that was uh, one of the big ones uh, for me. I guess I'd say stories I could kind of hopefully uh, inspire others to not give up. You know, keep pushing forward. Do it in a, a calculated way you know you know don't go out and you know, give give up everything to do it but you know really continue with it uh you know small steps at a time yeah 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 and that's the thing about uh i always say like faith you know blind faith is just going out there and not seeing anything uh, ahead right but having faith in something and taking steps towards something is always a wise thing to do using wisdom as you as you proceed forward we we have a vision we have a dream we have a passion for something um, in your in your world is to bring something to market, and so we have to step out. We have to do something, um, yes. or fear will cripple us. And so I love that um, you shared that that first story about how you giving up too soon and how fear can can do that. Like fear of like, well, this isn't going to do anything. This you know, or listening to the naysayers uh, to a point to where versus listening to your heart and like, hey, no, this is something that I know can can be a useful product and bringing it out. So, so yes. then you switched over to, to the fishing caddy. How did that, how did that inspire you to continue to press through on that? You know, learn lessons learned. There's always love about learning from our mistakes and then pressing forward towards the future of what we have. So, yeah, well, kind of tell you a little bit about how I came up with the fishing caddy and I'll dive right into that. I, um, my mentor was also my soccer coach in high school. It was like a, you know, second dad to me, uh, Mr. Kurt Robertson, uh, you know, who recently passed away was, um, he taught me fishing <clears throat> and everything about it. And, um, it was one of the ways I used to relax myself. So mm-hmm. I took up the sport of fishing and loved it, but I did not like all the, un, you know, unnecessary repetitive steps. It just seemed like we were doing it because that's what they've done forever. And I wanted to, to do something about that and make it to where I can just go fishing rather than having to deal with all this, you know, extra noise that was a distraction. So, um, you know, I be- began developing a fishing caddy out of my home and made them out of Home Depot parts, PVC parts. And, you know, I sold about 300 units of these uh, prototypes. Um, and that's when I knew I had something on my hands. Um, so that process in its own was pretty exciting, but also very, uh, I guess you'd say 
difficult too, because I was working a, you know, 12 to 16 hour day in finance and getting home at, you know, 10 o'clock at night and spend very little time with my family and working on, you know, building and you know finishing these fishing caddy orders. So, you know, I built my, built the prototype, sold them. So I knew I had a product that would work. Uh, and then I went to building a website and I actually built the website. It had six steps in his checkout. But if you know anything about websites, that's like the, you know, a very, very bad thing. So yeah. <laughs> one guy, yeah, one guy went through all six of these steps and bought my product. And I was like doing backflips. I was like, as I'm, you know, being, having a background in sales, I know if I could sell one, I could sell thousands of these. Right. Yeah. So I was able to get the one sold, uh, Mr. Uh, em- Emil Halfield, never forget his name, uh, police sergeant out of us, Western Kansas, I think it is. And uh, he purchased the first fishing caddy. So, um, yeah, yeah. So back to that story about the, you know, the, that my first product kind of being uh, lost in translation or me abandoning it or kind of giving up on it. Um, and then hearing all this negative feedback, I got to talk to the, the listeners about that part, you know, listening to the feedback of the, the naysayers and people who honestly, I believe they gave up on their dreams at one point. Mm. So there's like a whole culture of people who unfortunately don't want to see anybody fulfill their dreams or be successful because they know that they had already given up on theirs. So every product, every service that's out there, there's always a different way to do it, or maybe the same way to do it, just done, you know, with a different uh, execution. So, you know, let's say you've got a product that's already out there that's very similar that you're trying to develop, um, or you're de- designing something new, like what Uber and, you know, Netflix and those guys did, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm a big believer in it. when you're hearing all these naysayers, I believe that you're closer to something that's pretty awesome, you know, because it's so easy to drink your own Kool-Aid and that's you know so have good. all the positive things. Yeah. And over time, those things aren't even considered wins anymore because all you heard is all good things, which honestly is not, not a good thing. You know, if, right. you, if everyone's telling you how great your product is and no one's challenging it, then you, you're probably going to develop something that's going to be uh, mass produced with a lot of potential uh, problems. So embrace those things. Like you talk about the, the buffalo running to the storms and you hear those no's, don't get offended. Ask these people, hey, why do you say that? Mm. So that's what I did. I developed uh, about five or six different focus groups after I had all these naysayers and it was women, of the wives of fishermen and fishermen themselves. And I asked them, hey, tear apart this product. What do we need to do differently? And they redesigned the whole product in a way that they would buy it versus me trying to figure it out. I figured I'd just ask the end consumer. So we did a Kickstarter campaign, uh, which was successful. And then we just started, you know, selling fishing caddies from there. Wow. That is really good. And that, man, you hit on some good stuff. I, I wrote down, get clarity with the nose. That is so good because uh, so many times in life, uh, our vision, our vision will always be more important to us than it will be to, to anyone else. Right. And mm-hmm. we will, it'll always be more clear to us than it would be for, for other people. So when it is a, a product or a service you know that because I know I have some uh, entrepreneurs that listening to the, the to the podcast as well, or people who are putting products out there, and it's it's getting that feedback, that market feedback, and getting clarity from the nose versus just taking it as because it's so easy. I think you know, especially for me, it's so easy to take that and we take it personally, like it's a personal attack yeah. on what we're doing. When really it's just it's something that they wouldn't do. And I love what you said too, though, because some of them could be personal attacks and seeing them for what they are, 
as you mentioned, those are people who who may have just not done something well in their life. And so they just have this this negative slant towards anyone who's doing well or who yeah. anyone who's stepping out. Right. And it's like they the old saying, uh, you know, as you're it was, it was an old running saying, it's like when you run by and a dog is, you know, in his yard, he's barking or something like that. He's barking because you're actually going somewhere and he's not. He's stuck in his pen. <laughs> yeah. And so That's it's like, analogy. I love it. Yeah, because it's, that is the truth, man. When you, we're stepping out, when we're making big moves, bold moves, we're going somewhere. And those people who who tried or just don't have the courage to step out and go make moves themselves, they're going to bark at us. They're going to they're going to yeah. yell and scream and be the naysayers. And so, That's true. I, and I, and I got to add to that. I think yeah. that um, in all honesty, too, I think that sometimes it makes sense to slow down on those people, which is what I did after a while. I mean, I, I was really in my feelings that day, as people would say, when you're kind of feeling sad or not really uh, feeling very confident in yourself. That's part of this game. That's part of this process. If you're building anything of value, you're going to have those days. You're going to doubt yourself. You're going to have those days. where You're going to mm-hmm. have your, your all your problems are going to fall on you at one time. You're going to have um, a issues that you can't fix that you don't know how to fix um that you have to understand when you're starting it or beginning it in or 10 years later this is just part of it now the end user doesn't see this they see our finished product and they don't understand that this process that took place in that but that's where we get our badge of honors as entrepreneurs and, and product developers because you know we're, we're we're conquering these things behind the scenes and that's that that is where the uh, i guess you say the trophies made but i would yeah. encourage people to when these people make these comments find a way to find out why they're saying that mm. you know and here and here's the thing there's a difference between consumers and critics a consumer is going to say hey man if you make that blue i'm going to buy it yeah. oh man listen if that that size is a little too small for me but if you make it a little bit bigger you, you got a buyer on your hands here versus someone oh that's a piece of trash you know i, I would never buy one um you know things like that you've got to separate those people because th- those are those are part of the process too yeah so it really depends upon how bad do you want it. Are you going to let someone talk you out of even starting a race? Or are you going to get in the game, figure it out, bump your head, and know that you got to put a helmet on before you get in the game because it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to receive the criticism. It's going to be there. I, yeah, I love when you said get in the game. It reminded me of a quote by Brene Brown. She's like, she does not allow anyone to give her advice who has not been in the arena themselves. Yes. So if you're not in the arena, if you're not in the game doing the same type of work that I'm doing, then I don't receive any of your critics or criticism. I don't receive any of your feedback because you don't understand where I'm at. And so, um, but that is good getting clarity and and asking them why, you know, why are you saying that? Uh, Getting clarity on that. When you said slow down, I wrote down, uh, I've always said this in in coaching, uh, as I coach other people uh, in their life or getting clarity and things like that is slowing down to speed up. And when we slow down, sometimes we can get clarity on some things and the the clarity that it gives us allows us to go so much faster once we take the next step forward versus just always trying to plow forward and at a high rate of speed and we missing things. So by slowing down, asking those questions, hey, why'd you say that? Why is it not? Why is that a product you wouldn't buy? You know, gives us more clarity on some things that we could tweak or adjust, whether it's a book, whether it's a course, whether it's a coaching program, whether it's a product, you know, like the fishing caddy putting out there. Um, a physical product, it's getting clarity. So then the next move that we make is going to help us uh, 
go much faster. So love. yeah, and, and and I and I would say that I think that before you start spending any of your hard earned dollars on developing anything, you need to start there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've learned during this process. I've spent so much money and made so many mistakes, and you know, been taken advantage of or scammed or whatever you want to say. And my lesson in all of that's been that you know you got to slow down. You got to get the uh, those questions answered before you spend money. Otherwise, you literally are spending money to make mistakes. Yeah, and wow. that's not a good place to be when you're starting starting uh, any business or any endeavor because you're going to run out of capital at some point. And I look back at some of the mistakes I made and, and some that I can you know still continue to make just based off of habits that I have that are really aggressive. Um, and I would say that that's one of my, one of the things I, I, I wish someone would have sat me down earlier and told me, you know, you don't need to spend money here until you get this question answered. And, and understanding a basic question like that, why are you not buying it is a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. And, and it's, you got me, you got my wheels a turning. So I have uh, next weekend, I have a, a, a retreat for, I have some guys coming into town and I'm doing a, it's a little beta one. It's really small. It's a small retreat that I'm planning on scaling, but I thought, you know what, instead of going big, putting a lot of expense out there, not knowing what the market feedback is, let's start small. Let's bring some guys in, get some feedback on it and then launch. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that because that's uh, just confirmation uh, to me um, and also helps me uh, move forward in that, in that as, as well. So one of the things I know about you is um, you're self-taught, you know, and I love that. So can you, um, can you explain maybe some things that would help others like what drove that of that self, you know, being self-taught, just that drive to go figure it out? What are some things that you could offer the listeners to be able to just be able to, you know, I guess a way to go find stuff. Uh, I mean, I Google today. I mean, good grief for YouTube. You can figure out anything almost, but <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. That's a great resources. You know, Google's uh, and YouTube are definitely great resources. I think one of the biggest things I think for me was me just doing it. You know, mm-hmm. like when I started building my prototypes, you know, I had contacted some companies and, you know, they wanted $18,000 to build something that, that was, uh, you know, a prototype quote unquote. And I was like, listen, this doesn't make sense. I don't have that kind of money right now anyway. And if I did, I wouldn't want to spend it on a prototype of all things and blow my budget and have no money to grow my product or even to apply for a patent if it works or to spend a little money on Facebook to try to see if I can get people to buy it. You know, so, you know, everything I think that you hire someone to do, you should try to do it yourself. Don't trust their, they're not professionals, but so you get better understanding of mm. how to gauge what, what's really working and what isn't working for you because yeah. the professionals have, have worked very hard to learn their craft, but nobody should know your business or your product or your service better than you do. And if you can't articulate that in, in the means of like, for instance, for me, building Facebook ads, I learned that, you know, I, I, I sat down and I thought about, okay, what's my ideal customer and where do they live and what type of car do they drive and what music do they listen to? And, you know, are these people, you know, married, do they have children? And, you know, and obviously with Facebook, you can dial in a lot of those different uh, audiences and, and drill down your ideal customer. And then after that came, the testing. And this is goes back to what you and I were just talking about in terms of slowing down. I didn't do that, man. I spent, mm. you know, hundreds of dollars on this first Facebook ad and yeah, I got a whole bunch of likes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole bunch of people telling me how great it was, but no sales. Yeah. And if it's not leading to sales, it's, 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 it's an ego boost is what it is. And ego boost will That's not good. survive your company and it wow. will not help you to uh, make any sort of real progress. So, you know, look, look so for good. ways to figure it out on your own. Um, I built my own 
website. I made a ton of mistakes there. I always had a professional in my back pocket if I got really, really in trouble that I could get some help from. But I believe in sourcing all of my parts of my company more than one way, including myself. I learn it myself as much as possible. If I run out of time, then I'm going to hire someone. And then I'm going to have someone behind them checking their work. And you'll be amazed a number of times you'll find someone's like, hey, man, listen, you left this, you know, major loophole here in your website. I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. I tried to build my website. I didn't catch it. The guy who I hired, you know, didn't didn't catch it. And that that second guy was the one who found this. And, you know, that happened to me with the ABC situation when I was uh, on Steve Harvey's show. Uh, I had nightmares about my website having problems for weeks Mm. right before it went live on television. And and it happened. I missed tons of sales because I had a very minor uh, glitch in my Shopify site um, that uh, did not convert my sales. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, try to do it yourself as much as possible and then, and then hire professionals to, to, to grow that. No, I, I love that. That's uh, been always my, my mantra. Try it uh, at least uh, give it a, give it a go. And I, I, you know, I used to manage some people um, I used to do uh, engineering uh, CAD management. So I'd manage teams and I'd see guys who would just spin their wheels, spin their wheels, spin their wheels, spin their wheels on a project or a trouble, uh, a problem that they were having on the project. And it would just eat up the budget, just tear yeah. the budget apart. But then I'd have guys who would bump them against the problem. And instead of trying to figure it out, they would just go um, and ask me for help. And so I go over there and it was something so easy. And I'm like, did you even try? And they're like, no. So it's like, there's, there's a medium in between the two. And I'll give this sure. analogy. And, you know, it's like, I, I learned this when I was uh, used to land survey and we got stuck out in the field with four wheel drive. We still got stuck. We're out in Oregon. We got stuck and we tried to get out. We just spin our wheels, spin our wheels, spin our wheels to the point of where the truck was now bottomed out on the ground. We're sitting flat. The chassis on the ground. There's no hope for us getting out. So we had to humble ourselves and go to the farmer next door and ask the farmer to come pull us out. We had to dig these trenches out from front of the tires just so he could pull, have some sort of ramp like to pull this truck out. We had a winch on there, but we still couldn't even get ourselves out. So the, the premise of that is, is like when we get stuck, like if we would have just got, soon as we got stuck, if we would have just went and got that farmer and he comes out there, yep. and we're a half an inch down in the, you know, the mud, he's going to be like, did you guys even try? Do you even try to do anything? But the fact that we got stuck all the way down just made the work even harder. So I think there's a balance there of like, hey, give it a try do it yourself, figure some things out. But if you can't get somewhere, then go get the help. You know, use that as your winch to get yourself out before you get in too, too deep of a mess. And then you get to a point to where you just give up and you quit altogether. So, yeah, and I love that too. And I think that what that does too is it, it allows you to build uh, more, um, what's the word I say, appreciation and confidence mm-hmm. in these people when you do hire them. Yeah. You know, if you tried yourself and you know it's just not your strength and then you find an awesome rock star, you know, marketing person or someone else and now you realize how hard this job is. So not only is it going to teach you about, you know, appreciation of these experts when you hire them and you're going to value their work a lot more, but then you're also going to understand what that value means to you. Yeah. You know, if somebody gives you a bid for something that, oh my gosh, that's so much money, but yet you've never tried it. You have no idea how hard that really is and how much work they're really going to have to accomplish. So when they do uh, give you that bid and you've tried it and 
and you realize that it's, you know, that much of a challenge. It's not your strength. I, and they can show you that they can execute. I think that that also helps you bring on rockstar talent on your team too. You're not going to go by shopping the lowest bid and paying for the same service five times because that's honestly something else I've done too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spent a ton of money on, on, um, uh, a service just because I was looking for, you know, the lowest price. Yeah. And when you're building a business, there are certain pieces of your business where you cannot do that. You have to have the best that you can afford within your budget at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Work with what you have. Right. So yeah. that's good. Good. So what, tell listeners where we can find the uh, fishing caddy, man. Cause uh, I know there's definitely some listeners out there that are fishers fishermen or anglers or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> I just like to go throw a line. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fishermen and uh, families of fish. Also, a lot of times when you know, you're looking for a gift for you know, someone who loves the outdoors, not just fishermen, but you know, people who do any gardening, oh, yeah. uh, camping and hunting as well. But you can find a fishing caddy at uh, uh, the Um You can also find it with a couple of our retail partners, uh, Bass Pro, Cabela's uh, on their website, you know, just search fishing caddy uh, and they'll pull up there. Um, we're also in the process of finalizing one of our other retail partners um, at uh, Walmart here too. So probably in the next yes. couple of months, you'll be able to go on Walmart's website and, and uh, search for fishing caddy too. But the fish Fishing Caddy is everything you need to, to enjoy the outdoors. Uh, rod holders, LED lights, cup holder, a place to sit, and a place to store your, your tackle as well. So uh, it makes a great product to, to get out with your friends and family. Right now, obviously, with COVID, um, you know, fishing is probably one of the low-cost activities that's yeah. out there. And it's something that, that we all should be doing, you know, spending more time good. bonding with our loved ones. So Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Joe... Man, I know you're speaking of family and spending time with family. You're on your way to, to spend some time with family. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on here. You dropped a lot of uh, wisdom for our listeners. I really appreciate it. And listeners, definitely go check out the Fishing Caddy, caddy caddy.com. I'm going to actually put that all that stuff in the show notes. So you guys can just click on the links and go check that stuff out. But uh, Joe, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom and sharing with our listeners of uh, just – pressing through those storms and pressing through our fears and, uh, you know, to see our, our dreams come true and to a reality. Absolutely. Yeah. And to everybody that's considering starting, go for it. Uh, you don't want to look up and have regrets. We all have seen those products that we've seen on TV. And, oh my gosh, I thought of that. Well, yeah. you should have done something with that. Go get it, get it done. That's good. Good, good. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast. Thank you.